Good evening. Tonight will be our last midweek Advent service, so we will not be meeting next Wednesday. Rather, next week we will be affording the congregation the opportunity to worship on Christmas Eve on Saturday at both 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. And on Sunday, Christmas morning, we'll be having a joint service at 10 p.m. Our first reading for this evening is from the 18th chapter of 2 Samuel. Now David was sitting between the two gates, and the watchman went up to the roof of the gate by the wall. And when he lifted up his eyes and looked, he saw a man running alone. The watchman called out and told the king. And the king said, If he is alone, there is news in his mouth. And he drew nearer and nearer. The watchman saw another man running. And the watchman called to the gate and said, See another man running alone. The king said, he also brings news. The watchman said, I think the running of the first is like the running of Ahamaz, the son of Zadok. And the king said, he is a good man and comes with good news. Then Ahamaz cried out to the king, all is well. And he bowed before the king with his face to the earth and said, blessed be the Lord, your God who has delivered up the men who raised their hand against my lord, the king. The king said, Is it well with the young man, Absalom? Ahamaz answered, When Joab sent the king's servant, your servant, I saw a great commotion, but I do not know what it was. And the king said, Turn aside and stand here. So he turned aside and stood still. And behold, the Cushite came, and the Cushite said, Good news for my lord, the king, for the Lord has delivered you this day from the hand of all who rose up against you. The king said to the Cushite, Is it well with the young man, Absalom? And the Cushite answered, May the enemies of my lord, the king, and all who rise up against you for evil be like that young man. The king was deeply moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, he said, O my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would I had died instead of you, O Absalom, my son, my son. Our second reading is from the fifth chapter of Ephesians. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is, an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not associate with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. 
and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. During these past midweek Advent services, we've been looking at the promises God made. In particular, we've been looking at the promise from God that a Savior would come. Adam and Eve were the first ones to receive this promise. They were told they would have a Savior. And when Eve gave birth to Cain, it sounds like she thought Cain would be their Savior. After all, God promised to send them a Savior, so it made sense. But then Cain killed his own brother. Cain was not their savior. Fast forward to Abraham and Sarah. They also had a promise from God. They were promised a savior would come, and that savior would come from Abraham's own body. But Abraham and Sarah could not have children. They waited and waited, but no children. And it looked like the promise would not come. They even tried to take matters into their own hands by having Abraham have a child through a maidservant named Hagar. But 25 years later, after God made that promise, it happened. Abraham and Sarah had a child, and his name was Isaac. Today, the promise that God would send a Savior continued, this time with David. At one point, God spoke to David through the prophet Nathan and said this in 2 Samuel chapter 7. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father he shall be to me a son. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. That was an amazing promise God made to David. The Savior would come from his own body. And David's offspring would have a throne that would never end. It would be everlasting. This is the throne that the Christ would have. And when David looked at his one son, Absalom, whom we heard about tonight, David thought this would be the son. This boy would be the savior. But David was wrong. Just like Adam and Eve were wrong, so also was David. Just like Abraham and Sarah were mistaken, so also was David. We may not know that much about Absalom. In fact, we may not have ever even heard his name before tonight. And that's all right. Absalom was one of David's sons. And Absalom showed great potential. But Absalom gave in to his own sinful nature. He grew not only in sexual lust, but Absalom also grew in lust for power. In particular, Absalom desired to be king. The 
problem was that his father David was king, and you can't have two kings. So Absalom made a plan to take the throne from his father David. He planned to kill his father David. And at the height of this war, to take the throne from his father, Absalom was riding his horse under a tree, and Absalom's cape and cloak and His helmet got so caught up in the thickets of an oak tree that he got stuck. Absalom's horse kept moving forward, and all of a sudden, Absalom was literally stuck hanging from a tree. And that's when some of David's soldiers found him, and they threw three javelins into Absalom's heart, and they killed him. In our reading tonight, we heard about David, who was waiting at the city gate for word of his son. David did not want Absalom killed. He wanted his son to live. He was hoping Absalom would repent and live. But that did not happen. Tonight, David found out his son was killed. David was so devastated, he cried out, Oh, my son Absalom, would that I had died instead of you, my son. David was devastated at the death of his son. But he was devastated for many reasons. Not only was this his son, but Absalom also represented God's promise. Absalom dead, how could someone from his own body reign an everlasting kingdom? With Absalom dead, how could someone reign in a kingdom that would never end? But Absalom was not the savior to come from David's own body. David was mistaken. It was Jesus. And Jesus would come and reverse everything wrong in this world, and he did. I don't know if you're aware of this, but the scriptures have a saying that goes like this. Everyone who hangs on a tree is cursed. Tonight, Absalom died while hanging on a tree. But so did Jesus. Jesus hung on the tree of the cross and allowed himself to become cursed for you and for me. Jesus allowed himself to hang and die on the tree of the cross so that we would not be cursed. So that we would be free from the curse that has pursued us ever since the fall into sin. The Savior will come. David wasn't sure if that would happen after Absalom died. He questioned whether that could happen. But the Christ did come. At just the right time. The Christ was born in this world in human flesh, lived a perfect life for us, died a perfect death for us, and rose to prove that the resurrection from the dead is not just for him, but for all of us. And those promises that God has made to David, Adam, and Eve, and Abraham, and Sarah, and to us, those promises are not over yet. Christ is very much alive right now. 
And one day Christ will very much come back again. That's what Advent is all about. Advent is not just a time to get ready for Christmas. It's a time to ready our hearts for the second coming of Christ. This time when he comes again in glory. Sometimes we can get weighed down with a lot in this life and wonder if God's promises will really come true. Like Adam and Eve, we can let death weigh us down and wonder, will Jesus really come again? But he will. At the right time, Jesus will come back. Sometimes we may get tired of waiting for God's promises to come. They may feel like they're taking too long. Like Abraham and Sarah, we can also think God's promises are taking too long. As if we know better when the right time is for God to fulfill his promise. But the right time will come. And when it does, Jesus will come back again. And sometimes we may look at our lives and feel like everything has exploded in them. Like David. We may wonder, how can God make something out of this mess of my life? But God has been making wonderful creations out of our human mess ever since the fall into sin. And nothing more beautiful has ever been created out of a human mess than when God, in human flesh, suffered on a cross and through that mess offered the most perfect sacrifice, all for you, so that you are now accepted in the eyes of our Heavenly Father, all because of what Christ has done. God has made so many wonderful promises to all of you. They are truly too numerous to count. And in Christ, they will all come true. Every single one of them will come true at the right time. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.